Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jen and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Jen. How are you? Excellent. Really good. Yeah. I was able to have a dip in the ocean today and sun um, on my face, so I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Where are you, Melbourne? Melbourne, but the sun is out, so that is fantastic. Good. All right. And what's so good about today is it's a Friday where we are, and Friday is we get to interview people from all around the world um, who we find very interesting. And um, Bill, who I'm going to introduce you to, so Bill Kersija um, is one of those professionals that we are really interested in interviewing. And Bill is the owner and founder of Professional Success South, and it's a professional sales and training business, and it's a consulting firm. And Bill's career began in the United States Army. And we've had another guest on our podcast Mm. from the military as well, and we found that really interesting Um, and where you learn discipline and the importance of strict attention to detail. And we are particularly interested in that because that's our flip side, that we are not. (laughs) And over the next eight years, Bill made his way up the ranks to sergeant where he learned not only leadership but the importance of clear, effective communication in training. We are singing from the same um, songbook, Bill. And so this made his next move as he transitioned out of the military, um, pretty obvious, where he went into retail, um, beginning as a salesperson and quickly again rose through the ranks of finance, sales manager, GSM to GM positions. And now Bill follows his passion in training and coaching, specialising in the basics of communication and how paying attention to detail will build a strong foundation. And we are really interested in hearing Bill's um, kind of mindset on that. And, you know, as you know, I'm sure we are very practically focused and so we're interested in getting some of those um, practical strategies from Bill. So welcome, Bill. Well, thank you so much for having me. Okay, we're really um, interested in hearing some of your um, insights. And one of the first questions we want to ask you is around confidence because um, we get um, quite a few people um, that we coach, especially in teams, around how can I build confidence as a people leader, myself leading a team, especially in the challenging you know, situations that we do, we find ourselves in, and um, can it be taught? Like, can confidence be taught? Oh, yes, absolutely, 100%, because confidence, you're not really born with confidence, right? We learn confidence through education. So, you know, leadership, uh, any type of skill, any type of product, any type of service, once you gain the knowledge of that product, service, or, or type of skill set, that's where you build your confidence from. I, I relate a lot to sports. I'm a big sports guy. And, you know, every time somebody starts a new adventure, whether it's swimming or basketball or any type of sporting event or anything at all, you're not really good at it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. No one picks it up and is the greatest ever. 
right? They have to practice at it. They have to gain the knowledge, the abilities, the skills, and that's what increases your confidence. Just like a musical instrument, if you ever played the piano or any type of instrument, you're not going to be very good the first time. But the more you practice at it and the more you apply yourself to it, the more you're going to get better at it. And as you increase with your abilities of it, your confidence grows within. So even in leadership, it's not something that anyone is, we do use the saying, oh, a natural born leader and so on and so forth. And yes, some people have different charismatic skills and abilities about their personalities, but ultimately a leader can be developed, can be kind of molded and made into that confident leader that they want to be. Yeah, oh, without, without a doubt. And Jen and I often, you know, hear ourselves saying that practice creates mastery and leadership is one of those areas you can, you know, develop the skill. Now, really interested in this issue of confidence because it was only the other day we were doing a group coaching session and one of the key areas that somebody wanted to work on was their increasing their level of confidence. And so do you have any sort of exercises or tips or strategies that our listeners could use? in order to build that well well first you have to you have to narrow down exactly where you want to take it first right so uh i talk a lot about details and paying attention to details and it's the little things that count so you first want to know where you want to get to and you have to build a plan and a process to get there and then you have to practice at it so early on when i started uh, in my sales career i practiced my meet and greet my pitch uh, if you're in business to business, it's your elevator speech, right? What, what can you say about your business in, you know, a, a trip in an elevator? So, you know, how do we get better at it? How do we master it? How do we become confident in it? Is we practice it. Now, when I first started, uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but I didn't have cell phones and the video cameras and everything else as, as readily as we do now. Mm. So I practiced in the mirror, right? Mm. Talking yeah. to myself, tying my tie, getting comfortable with it. But what I tell people now, we have these amazing devices that can really help us. Turn on your cell phone, flip the camera on, and talk to it. Give your pitch. And then watch it. And then do it again. And then watch it again. And the more you practice at it, the better you're going to get at it. And then you move on to the, your friends and family. Because if you can pitch, if you can speak leadership, whatever it is that you're wanting to get to, and be comfortable with it around the people that you see on a daily basis, it becomes so much easier around the people you only deal with from time to time. Mm. And I love that idea about having a goal, then having a plan, mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. practicing and then giving yourself feedback because we often talk about the powerful impact that feedback has and by giving yourself feedback first, you're getting used to having that as a process. I love the idea of videoing yourself. It's so, you know, you don't have to engage anybody actually in order to do that. And so you put it on and then you can like squirm a little bit <laughs> the first time. But Jan and I went through the same issue when we started doing webinars. We, we cringe when we had to watch ourselves. However, over the years with practice and taking on that feedback, uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we are getting better and better at that. Mm. So well, I've got a question that, oh, did you want to say something, Bill? I just, I just wanted to add one little thing to it. The one thing we have to keep in mind is who is our biggest critique? 
who, who gives us the hardest time? Ourselves. Yeah. So if we can master ourselves to ourselves, then it's going to be a no-brainer for anyone else. Mm. So talking about mastering ourselves, um, a lot of people are now, especially with COVID, are starting to really think about the possibility that they have within them around transitioning, looking at a different career path, doing things differently. And when we do that, we actually have to have a certain level of, you know, like competence and confidence. The other thing that I'm interested to hear about you is how do you then sell yourself? Like what does that look like? Because in Australia we have this thing about, you know, like not big noting yourself and the um, tall poppy syndrome. How, like what are some tips that you could give people in that context about selling themselves? So I, I agree with you. One of the, the, the biggest challenges for myself is to pat myself on the back, right? I, I'm not a big self-promoter type of person. It makes me kind of cringe a little bit, right? So um, how do you sell yourself when you are in that, that type of mindset? And it's really just your performance and your knowledge. Again, it comes back to the knowledge and the discussion. Because I find when you're passionate about something and it's something that you you're, you feel deeply and passionate and love and want to spread. Like my big thing is communicating, communicating more clearly and having that message. So I can talk about it all day long and that's going to come out. So try not to get caught up in what you're saying and how you're saying it and just talk about what it is that you bring. And that that's going to come across as a feeling. And that is the communication you want because, you know, we've all been in situations where, we're around someone and we're like, how do we get away from this person quicker? Right. Because it's uncomfortable. And then we're around people that we're like, man, I could talk about, I could talk to this person all day long. Mm. So you want to create that feeling. And the way you create the feeling is to really be honest and authentic in what you're discussing. And that's really how it comes across. And then the other person or the other people feel that and they want to be around and want to learn more. Mm. Isn't that great? You know, we're giving ourselves permission to be more of ourselves because when we do, you know, we deepen the level of connection with others. Now, Bill, you are um, an expert in sales and part of this is, in a way, selling ourselves, um, which, you know, I think that does... Um, not sit well with some people if we, you know, link back to that uh, tall poppy syndrome. But can you, but sometimes we have to sell an idea, not only ourselves, we have to sell an idea or we have to pitch something to our manager or our team members. Is there a process, you know, that you could sort of break down almost like the anatomy of a sale for us? Absolutely. So when you're, I, and I do this quite often because I, I discuss with upper management and ownership level people how to change a process within their organization, right? And it's, it's not something tangible that you can touch, feel, and see. It's, it's a, a process change. So you're talking about a, something over a 90 to 120-day window. And you just need to discuss, okay, what is working, right? So you, you want to talk about the approach of, okay, where are we? What is working? Because if you're talking to your manager or, or anyone else at any type of level, they're obviously successful to an extent, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're at a certain level. Okay, so we're here. How do we get to the next step? And that's where you start to plant the seed of what needs to happen to get there. Okay, so we're doing X, Y, Z, right? Well, if we add this into the mix, 
we can take it up another five to 10%. And, and really the key is to me, we live in a world of immediate gratification, okay? Uh, we turn on our phones and we click on an app and we want it to open. So we apply that to everything we do in life, right? So even business. So the days of wanting to make a 20 to 30% increase, you don't want to do that. You're kind of setting yourself up for failure. You want to talk about in five to 10% increments, depending on obviously the industry and what you're looking at, but really smaller goals because it's easier to achieve them in a shorter amount of time and it gets you going to the next to the next. Right. So, mm. you know, I, I read a book, it's called the one thing and it's really, you can take your five year goal and break it down to something. What's the first thing you have to do to get to that five year goal. It all starts with one mm. and it, and it's so true. Right. So yeah, that's how you want to pitch it. I know that was a long-winded way of saying it, but you really want to first talk about and give credit to where they're at. Yeah. And then what is the next step to get a 5 to 10% increase? Yeah. And then you talk about the next 5 to 10, so on and so forth. Because their confidence in you is going to build once you hit that first 5% mm. and so on and so forth. Mm. And what I like about that is that you've, you've met them where they are you know, yeah, sort of, you know, where are we, we now? And then they get a sort of a confidence that you know what they're about because that's where you're starting. And then it's not, you know, this is the problem and we've got to find a solution to it, um, which some sort of sales processes, you know, Absolutely. refer to. So I really, I really like that. And it's also web personality profilers and, you know, uh, three quarters of the population have sensing which is all about being in the present moment practical what is the situation as it is right now and then you know the other then we move forward from there so that ties in really nicely to yeah, what we know absolutely because you don't want to, no one wants this to somebody to come in that they don't know and say listen you're you're horrible at this mm. no let's talk about what you're really good at and then let's talk about what we can improve upon to get you even better. Yeah. We often talk about how to leverage strengths and especially, um, you know, a high-performing team. We want to look at what is the strength of this team and how do we leverage that and leverage, you know, everyone's individual efforts as well. Um, so when we talk about um, the skill of communication, um, we find that when leaders and team members have a way of communicating that they've agreed to establish parameters and protocols, there is usually less conflict. Could you um, share with us what are some of the skills of communication and then a, like a strategy that we could start to practice if we wanted to enhance one of those skills? Absolutely. So I also teach middle and, um, and high school students how to build confidence, <clears throat> excuse me. And I always start with the, uh, the percentages of communication, right? So what's verbal and nonverbal communication? And a lot of people think that they know that nonverbal communication is a high percentage, but not, they don't really realize that it's 93%. Okay, so 93%, and part of that is your tone and inflection of your voice, so on and so forth. So it is sort of verbal, but it's not the actual words you're saying. 
but we judge each other based upon our physical um, confidence level, approach, what energy that we feel before we ever even say a word to each other. So you start with, you know, your posture, sitting up straight, looking up and out instead of down and in, right? So, you know, I, I joke a lot because I go, my mom used to always tell me, put your shoulders back. And I would think it was because, you know, you just didn't want me to slouch. But, but ultimately, it's because you want to present yourself in a, in a proud manner, right? Because people are going to be drawn to that. If you're slouched and looking down at the ground, they, they think you're shy and they, you don't want to be bothered. So it's really the, the presentation, okay? And then you move into uh, authenticity because th these are the different pillars of communication. You, you want to come from a, a position of being authentic, right? Because we know when someone's not being honest with us, right? We can feel it. We can sense it. Something doesn't feel right. Then we start using terms of I'm being sold, someone's selling me. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, an industry or a parent speaking to a child, right? You want it to be authentic. This is the reason why we do this, so on and so forth. And then you want to apply empathy. You have to understand, especially as a leader, don't forget where you came from. No one goes from, you know, the basement to leadership, you've got to climb the ladder. So you understand the struggle of the employees below you and the people that you're leading. So remember that, understand where they're coming from and also know that their journey is going to be different than the journey you took because we all experience it differently. So just take a step back and remember that. Listening, listening is so important. We always talk about listening. We talk about deep listening, and you want to really hear what is being said, what is being spoken. And, you know, think about it. Again, we, we live in a world where things move so quickly. But take a breath. So when someone says something to you or asks you a question, you don't have to knee-jerk say something back just to fill the void, right? Because... Silence tends to scare us for some reason. <laughs> Especially the extroverts, yeah. <laughs> right. But, but ultimately, thinking about what the person is saying to you is what? It's, it's showing respect to that person of saying, I really want to give you a genuine answer. So I want to think about this. So it's, an, it's a feeling. It's, it's an unspoken uh, term between you and the person that you're dealing with or people that you're dealing with. So those are definitely practical types of pillars that you can apply and work on each one of them. But I always start with the body language because it's something that we don't have to say to anyone. We can work on immediately and pay attention to it. We just don't, we don't think about it, right? Because I always say we teach math, English, science, all those types of things in school but there's no class that teaches the basic fundamentals of communication. So when that student goes into math class and they have a question, but they're scared to ask because they don't know how to communicate, they never get the answer to the question, right? Because they never ask it. So we really should focus more on the fundamentals of communication and really it would, it would build better communication from early on and people would learn whatever it is they're looking at a lot better.
Well, without a doubt, Bill, when we go out to our client list and because uh, we're always asking for feedback, you know, what is the biggest issue that you're dealing with or that you'd like to have some training and development on? Communication, hands down, isn't it, Jan, all mm. the time? Mm. Um, yeah, um, Jan, I, I wanted to slip in a question there. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did you want to say something, Jan? So, Bill, you mentioned something about working with uh, teenagers and... Mm -hmm. Uh, you may know that particularly here in Australia, we are having to homeschool and people who, yeah, teenagers are, you know, not going out to see their friends. They are sitting yeah. in front of a computer all day studying and there is a little bit of, um, yeah, uh, mental health issues happening and they're feeling a little bit less confident than they did before and it's really starting to play with them. What are some strategies or what can we do either as parents or as, um, you know, concerned adults to support teenagers to help them build up their confidence at this time? Uh, spend time with them. Sit down and, and have a conversation about it. Share how you feel. Because not only are, uh, I have four kids, two in college that are dealing with, they're not living at home anymore, but they're at their own uh, apartments with their, their fellow students, but they're still distance learning, right? So they're in college, but they're learning through a computer. And then I have a middle and high school student here. And yes, they're dealing with that same scenario where they're not seeing their friends. They're not inter interacting other than through either a cell phone or the computer. And I think... I feel it's very important that as parents that we sit down and talk about our struggles too, because what is the biggest challenge for anyone, right? You hear a lot about mental health and different things mm -hmm. in the world more now than you did 15, 20 years ago, because people are more open to sharing it. And I think that's important for people to understand that they're not alone, yeah. especially for, for teenagers that, you know, you t they tend to think that, oh, I'm the only one that's dealing with this. Well, no, that's not true. So it, share your experiences as well as, you know, listen to theirs. Mm. Uh, so, Bill, how can people find you? Because, um, you know, the, the big takeaway for me was around the communication part. Like, I, I love the idea that a building posture um, or your physiology into a skill, you know. So you've got your posture, be authentic, create empathy and deep listening. And I think posture, you know, the state of your physiology can really shift your psychology as well, which I think Absolutely. that's very powerful. So thank you for that. So how can people find you? Uh, at my website, professionalsuccesssouth.com. Uh, you could just, you know, reach out to me there. I'm on all different social media platforms as well. So uh, I'm always open to conversation. I love discussing it. Again, I, it is a business, but it's also something I love and, and feel so passionate about. So sharing is not an issue when it comes to me. <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so is there anything that you're working on at the moment? Well, just, you know, working on, I'm actually in the process of building an online class. Uh, you spoke a little bit about how everybody's kind of, you know, learning through the computer and so on and so forth, uh, webinars and, and different structures like that. I feel that it's very important to have multiple ways to, you know, get your message out there mm. and to communicate it, right? Yeah. Because it's same in, in a business. If, you know, not everybody's going to communicate face-to-face. -face. It could be through the phone. It could be through email or 
webinars or Zoom meetings, so on and so forth. So, yes, that's what my focus on now is, you know, obviously working with the, my current clients and new clients, but also, you know, building an online community and, and class for that as well. Yeah, and, and that has been one of the uh, sort of yeah, positives of COVID for us. We have more international clients than we've ever had before and it's really opened us up internationally, which is, you know, it's, it's been great for us actually. It's been great for business. And I know, Jan, you are going to ask me what's my biggest takeaway. And <laughs> as I said before, Bill, you know, we're really interested in personality, introversion, extroversion, always looking for strategies. And what you said about... Um, allowing silence is okay and this is a tip for introverts you know it is okay to say um, just let me think about this because I want to give you a genuine answer or just let me think about this because I want to give you a thoughtful answer is is such a great little phrase that introverts can now use in order to give them the space so that they can you know go internal think about it and then share it with the world so thank you for that it's a good strategy Mm -hmm. no I love that and and the invitation for people who are listening now, so whether or not, you know, you're driving in the car or you're at work, is any of those tips that you shared, we can implement right now. And it's shifting our behaviour by 5% or 10%. Over the long run, we are going to become different and competent, you know, and, and who wouldn't want that? So thank you so much, Bill. That was, um, yeah, a really interesting conversation. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Bill. I love to learn from experts. It's great. Yeah, okay. Ciao. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.